You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. And good afternoon, and it's another beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to the Bose Nose Show, and I'm your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich, and we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira, Oregon, as we are experimenting with brand new video software and how to, how to be live on Facebook. I was just trying to set up my iPad so I can see whether we're actually coming through. And yes, we are, including the phone number where you can call in at any time, 646-721-9887. If you want to talk to me, your West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich, about any topic on your mind. But in particular today, this is the last show I'm going to have before the board goes on a retreat next Wednesday to develop our update of our strategic plan. And I want to hear from you today about what you think is important to Lane County and what ought to be our goals in that strategic plan. Because it seems like we're going all over the place lately. And we usually go there just because somebody comes in for public comment and then we run that direction. Um, You know, we spent quite a bit of time on the birth center um, when it was something we just really couldn't do anything about. Um, And we have all sorts of um, issues that, that come up in, in in the last eight months that seem to just be, you know, we get a little comment and we run that direction. And uh, in fact, I, we have one coming up on this upcoming board meeting agenda where we are going to be talking about declaring a homeless emergency in Lane County. I don't know what good it's going to do saying that we have a homeless emergency in Lane County. Everybody knows that. It doesn't change anything we're doing already to try and address the homeless emergency. It doesn't activate any additional funding. It doesn't change anything in Lane County code because there's nothing in our code that ties to declaring an emergency like that. So it's kind of one of those um, meaningless sort of resolutions. And and we'll talk about that more later, just this whole idea of, you know, should governments be passing these resolutions that really don't have any impact? What do you think about that? But first, I really want to know, you know, what should I be taking into that meeting next Wednesday and telling the other four commissioners that my constituents think we ought to be working on? You know, I've gotten a couple comments on Facebook here and there. You know, a lot of people are pretty um, concerned about crime, but uh, and there, there are some people who want us to work on housing. Um, people want us to reduce taxes. Uh, I've heard that one. You know, how to reduce taxes. I even got one comment today about somebody that was complaining because they went to uh, 
the drive through and got a milkshake and they didn't get a straw. <laughs> I think they were in Eugene. So uh, that, that, that's, that's even um, coming in, into effect right now, these, these single-use plastic bands that include you can't get a straw now at a lot of restaurants without asking for one. Um, so, you know, what's important to you? What, what should we be working on as Lane County? Just give me a call here at 646-721-9887, and just press 1, and that lets Robin, my call screener and producer extraordinaire, know you want to get in on the conversation here on the Bose Nose Show as we delve into another afternoon of talking about what's going on in Lane County. We can talk about what's going on in the state of Oregon. We can talk about national stuff. We can even talk about Hurricane Dorian, you know. Every time I think of Hurricane Dorian, I think of Dorian Gray. I don't know why that just, you know, comes to mind and, you know, picture and aging and all that good stuff. <laughs> and it seems like Dorian's aging kind of gracelessly out there in the Atlantic. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I saw a meme about, you know, naming hurricanes after men. They just don't seem to want to stop and ask for directions and don't quite know where they're going. <laughs> It seems like Dorian's kind of wandering around and not done anything anyone's predicted. Um, and I, I just, I, it, it's interesting um, watching the predictions from a week ago about where Dorian was going to go and all these paths that showed it crashing right into Florida and possibly crossing over Florida into the Gulf. And then it was going to be a problem for the Gulf Coast. And, and that, was, that was the prediction about a week and a half ago. And, and also the fact that it was going to hit Puerto Rico and how Puerto Rico hadn't recovered from, from you know, the last hurricane. And it was going to really be all that stuff. And, you know, doesn't hit Puerto Rico, hits the Bahamas, parts over the Bahamas for a day or so. And now it's going to go up the East Coast, not across Florida and into the Gulf and threaten the Gulf Coast. Um, and what you know, at one point it was just going to be a cat three, then it got up to a cat five, and it was going to be this horrible thing. Now it's back down to a cat two. Um, and, and all I can think in all this stuff is these are the same people that are telling us they can predict the climate in 20 years from now. Just think about that for a minute. This is just something as simple as predicting a hurricane's path over the next week versus predicting climate over years. A lot less variables involved. You know, yes, it's weather and climate, but you know, climate's made up of weather. So if you can't predict where a hurricane's going, are you really sure you know exactly where the climate's going? Just just one of those things to think about a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you're on the Bose Nose Show. So, you know, we do, we do have this um, work session coming up with the Board of Commissioners next Wednesday where we're going to kind of do a little bit of a retreat, kind of step away from our usual work environment and work on this, this thing we call a strategic plan. And, you know, I've talked over the years about how successful Lane County has been by managing to a strategic plan. And I've complained a little bit more recently about how we've gotten away from that. So I'm really hopeful that, you know, what comes out of next week is maybe a little bit of agreement, even if I don't agree on the goals, just an agreement that we're going to 
limit ourselves to some primary goals and not be distracted in, in chasing squirrels, as I like to say, um, because it's really gotten to be a problem. You know, we're, we're now getting um, folks that are coming in and, and, and with this tacit permission of the board, using up staff time consistently with questions and all that as they try and develop proposals from their point of view for the board to consider. Um, and, and it's just, it's getting a little bit out of hand and it's getting difficult for our staff because we don't have unlimited resources. People forget that we lost 93% of our federal timber funds timber support funds, I shouldn't say timber funds because it was actually replacement dollars for what was previous. If you go back over the years, we've lost even more than that from what the revenue was if you inflation adjusted. But just in the last several years, we've dropped by 93%. Um, what was you know, more than $50 million a year coming into Lane County is now just a few million. And um, that really severely limited Lane County. We replaced some of it with a jail levy. Um, some of it's been replaced a little bit with the uh, House Bill 2017 on the road fund side. Um, but really, we've had to make significant real dollar cuts to government, something that you know the state of Oregon hasn't had to do, no matter how much they complain about how they're, they've been making budget cuts. No, they have not made a real budget cut. They have not had to actually reduce dollars. I mean, in my first year as commissioner, we had to go from a $600 million all-funds budget to a $480 million budget, 20% reduction in real dollars, you know, and, and eventually having to balance that and work towards a structurally balanced budget where the income and the expenses are balanced with each other. That means you can't do everything. We just don't have the resource. It also means that we've had to cut some services to the bone. We just do not have a strong police presence in rural Lane County. And part of that's because of that 20% cut that was followed by 8% cut the following year and another 8% cut the following year. You know, we've had to make these huge budget cuts in Lane County. So one of the things about having a strategic plan is, is it focuses you on what you can do and trying to do those few things well, rather than doing everything really poorly. Because we certainly do not have the resources to do everything in Lane County. So we have to make some decisions. You know, are we going to try and continue to improve and, re and rebuild our public safety system as we've been doing over the last five or six years, where we've gotten back some of our jail services? We've been using grant funding and being really inventive with some state funds to rebuild things like our parole and, and restorative justice programs. Um, and then what's the next steps on trying to rebuild our police services out in the county? Um, is that where we really ought to be concentrating our, our, our efforts? Or do we need to concentrate on climate change? And is it, is it going to have that big of an impact for our citizens and on the climate in general? Or is it just another thing that we're going to divide off? You know, it's not like we haven't been doing nothing. You know, that, that's one of the things that people don't understand is we have been addressing 
our use of energy and resources because we've had to. We just called it best management practices. We didn't call it, you know, addressing climate change. But we've been making huge changes in our fleet services, our energy in our buildings by replacing, you know, aging physical plant, you know, uh, replacing window systems and everything. It reduces our carbon footprint, yes, and has a, you know, for the folks that are concerned about climate change, yes, it has a definitive change in that. But the biggest thing for us is it reduces our expenses and, and lets us focus our that limited amount of resources that we have left after the, the reduction in the federal forest replacement dollars on the services people are asking for. You know, if we're going to address homelessness, we have to be smart about not wasting energy. You know, that's just it, it's been in our in our culture at Lane County for years to address those things. We just didn't call it a climate action plan. But you know we're gonna we're now spending sixty thousand dollars on a consultant to help us develop a climate action plan. If it mostly addresses trying to contain waste and make us more efficient um, in our use of resources, I'm all for that. If it starts getting into trying to control people's behavior outside of county government, I'm not so sure I'm going to be there. So we'll see where the where the board goes with that. But um, you know it's it's. Uh, you know, where do we want to concentrate? Where do you think we should concentrate? You know, is it is it trying to reduce crime in, in rural areas? Is it addressing homelessness? Is it addressing mental health? You know, we do have a behavioral health department. We do have a big role in addressing mental health in this county. We are the primary funders of the CAHOOTS system um, that's out there through our, our Human Services Commission. Um, and, you know, it, in assistance with some of the other funding streams, we've been able to cobble together trying to replace those timber dollars. And, um, you know, that, you know, is that where we want to concentrate? You know, should we be looking at the housing problem of, you know, should Lane County get directly involved in building affordable housing? You know, should we be using our our authority to issue bonds and tax people to build housing, or should we be looking at how we can reduce the barriers to affordable housing? Should we be trying really hard to, to um, get accessory dwelling units um, permissible out in RR zoning in Lane County? Should we be looking at trying to make our permitting system more streamlined and have more surety in our permitting system. You know, where can we have an impact? Can we work with cities on expanding their buildable lands inventory so there's more, less expensive land to build on uh, for everybody? You know, so we can expand the amount of housing that's built. Period. You know, you know where should we be working on? That? Right now, there's a big push for Lane County to go out and start taxing people which is going to raise the cost of housing because it's a property tax is what our authority is to pay for bonds so that we can then um, somehow or another give those bonds out to nonprofits and other folks to build affordable housing. You know, so we're going to take money out of the economy through taxation, filter it through government hands 
some way and try and build housing less expensive than the private sector can. So I'm not quite sure we're going to be able to do that. But that's one of the efforts that's being pushed right now. And if folks don't speak up, that's the direction the board's sort of headed right now. You know, I, you know, the property taxation, folks are, you know, not exactly happy with how much they're paying in property taxes right now. Now, only 11 cents on a dollar comes to Lane County, even though the bill comes from Lane County. We collect the taxes for everybody else, for your school district, your fire district, your city, your ambulance district, whatever. Um, we collect them for, you know, 183 different taxing organizations across the county. Um, so only 11 cents on a dollar comes to us, but still, you know, using property taxes, we have to be strategic in what we ask people to pay for. And we wanted folks to possibly pay for a bond to replace our courthouse because of the need there and how that impacts our criminal justice system in this county. Um, if we're going to try and go back and do that again, should we also be asking people to pay for another bond for affordable housing? In addition, coming up to the board soon, we're going to be asked to um, put the uh, measure back out to renew the um, levy that was supposed to support uh, 4-H and the Oregon Extension Service. Um, that's just, it's only one and a half cents per thousand, but that's just another piece of that property tax bill that, that people pay. And is that now the best use of, of that property tax bill? Or should we maybe think about that one and a half cents going to the Sheriff's Department? And putting it back out for, you know, that would fund three more sheriff's deputies at one and a half cents. Maybe it should be four and a half cents and we should get nine more sheriff's deputies on the street. You know, um, you know what, what do you think? If we don't hear from the people, we're going to go in the direction of the vocal folks that are coming into our public comment. And right now we're hearing from the folks that want us to address climate change. We're hearing from the folks that want us to put a housing bond out there. Um, or, you know, and we're hearing from folks that want us to use the force of government to control agriculture and forestry and, and environmental issues. Um, so, you know, we need to hear from you about what's important to you. Um, and, I, and, and not only if, you know, that's your issue, what solutions are you wanting us to put forward? You know, if housing is a big issue for you, is it more important for us to be um, putting together the funding for a homeless shelter? Is it more important for us to put a bond out there to build housing? Or is it more important for us to look at our code and make it easier and cheaper to build housing? You know, what, what do you think? Um, so that's a very open-ended question. And that's why we have our number up there on Facebook Live on the KRBN Internet News Talk Radio, 646-721-9887. Just press 1, and that lets us know you want to get in on the conversation here on the Bose Nose Show. And that will, uh, you know, help us guide me to, to try and guide the commissioners. I, you know, one of the things I got to comment on Facebook was, you know, to remind the commissioners of how important it is for us to be addressing the impacts of the um, human trafficking and the sex slavery industry and its impacts on, on 
people and, and particularly um, juveniles and women. And, uh, you know, there is a role for the county in that, but it's, it's more something that needs to be addressed at higher levels of government. Is that what we should be looking at? Um, you know, you know, where where would you want Lane County to really be concentrating? You know, I know one place I don't want us to be concentrating, and this gets back to this resolution that's going to be on the Board of Commissioners meeting on Tuesday, which is to declare this housing uh, homelessness emergency. You know. <clears throat> I am. I I kind of made myself famous early on as a commissioner when I voted against a a resolution that was to declare our support of, and it was a good thing actually, which is something that, you know I I you know you know Food for Lane County is a great organization. They kind of asked us to put it forward. It got through to the board meeting, and I voted against it. It was a it was a resolution to support their summer food you know, lunch program for kids. You know, what I was against was why in the world was the boards taking up staff time when we were making a 20% budget cut on processing a resolution of, of that really wasn't going to change anything. The Board of Commissioners passing that resolution wasn't going to, you know, initiate the, the school lunch, pro, the, the summer lunch program. It wasn't going to change it in any way. You know, they already had a lot of publicity going. They have their own, you know, um, uh, public affairs folks that were helping food for Lane County. It wasn't going to add to their publicity, really. Um, but every resolution that comes through the Board of Commissioners has to be reviewed by legal counsel, has to be set up for an agenda item. We have to spend the time to stop and vote on it while we've got staff being paid out there like our county administrator and other staff that attend the meetings. Um, I calculated that the cost of a resolution, the bare minimum cost was about $800 and could go up to 2000 depending on how much process it took. So every one of these you know, resolutions, unless there's some impact to it, is wasting taxpayer money that could go towards providing services. So when you talk about carbon footprint, what's the carbon footprint of $800 to $2,000 in Lane County staff time? You know? <laughs> so Tuesday, we're going to look at a resolution declaring an emergency, you know, on on the homelessness, which isn't going to add any funding, isn't going to give any authority to our staff, isn't going to speed up any permitting or anything like that, or speed up any programs that are already in place. It's just going to declare that we have an emergency. You know, uh, it's going to declare a homeless emergency. We're also being asked to pass a resolution uh, recognizing what a problem addiction is in our community. You know, we're being asked that by another group of people. You know, we're also being asked to duplicate the city of Eugene's uh, recent re declaration against hate and, and, and 
white supremacy or whatever it was that they did. Again, will it actually have impact? Will it change anything? Will it, will it provide any service to any, any of our constituents? Will it alter something? Or will it just cost everybody $800 to $2,000 to process that thing, pass it, and make people feel good because they actually voted in support of that? By God, you signaled that you're virtuous. You know, that's what it's all about, really. Look at us. We support this. We're against that. Look how virtuous we are because we passed this resolution. Well, your resolution didn't do a damn thing other than them waste some tax dollars. Is that really virtuous? So you can kind of guess where I'm going to vote on this resolution on, on Tuesday. And I'm going to go through making that case again that I made eight years ago, just about, you know, almost to the day. I mean, I think it was probably about eight years and, and four or five months ago that I did this. And uh, for a long time, we didn't have any resolutions or declarations in support, so whatever you want to talk, come before the Board of Commissioners. Because staff understood that unless it had some kind of impact, it wasn't worth us declaring. Unless it was really, you know, had some force of impact. You know, and really showed, and there was something we were doing behind that. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether I get support of the commissioners maybe to kind of cut this off. And, and I'm kind of hoping maybe in our, in our, um, it's unfortunate this is coming to us before Wednesday when we're going to do our strategic planning work session. So I'm hoping as part of that strategic planning work session, people will recognize we have to focus ourselves and we have to be conservators of our public resource. That's staff time, that's tax dollars of, the, of, of our constituents. You know, if you're going to focus on on conservation when it comes to climate and the environment, we need to focus on it when it comes time to, you know, for staff and tax dollars, because those translate to services. We're wasting either staff time or tax dollars. We are wasting something that could have been providing a service to our citizens. You know, it's one of the reasons why I fought so hard about expanding the budget for commissioner's offices and all, because I don't really see where that, you know, those budgets are more important than the budgets for the actual programs that provide services to our constituents. So it's going to be interesting, but, you know, here we are, you know, getting ready to do another resolution declaring something, you know, and is it really going to change anything or is it just about virtue signaling? Hey, look, we're a virtuous board. We voted yes. And are, are the board members willing and brave enough to stand up and say, you know what, this is silly. We should stop doing this and stop wasting time of our, our staff. Don't be coming to us and asking us to pass this, that, and the other thing. Because, you know, be careful. If you're going to follow public input towards doing stuff all the time, like this this started out as, as public input wanting us to declare an emergency and a bunch of, and a couple of emails from not a lot of people. 
you know, it was, it was maybe 10 different people that were supporting this. Um, and then there was a, 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 one of those online petitions that got up to a hundred people. So, wow, we got maybe 110 people supporting this out of 360,000. And now we're going to spend staff time drafting it because, you know, we have, have, a, have a management out and that analyst had, had to actually write the, the resolution. And then we had to send it through legal counsel to review, um, you know, and now it's going to come before the board. And while the board's doing this, staff will be um, well, watching the board meeting, waiting for their items to come up or being involved in this. You know, we're going to spend, you know, 800 to $2,000 easily on something that's going to have zero effect on whether a homeless person gets served, whether a housing unit gets created, whether we, you know, provide service to a homeless person, whether that we expand the mental health service. In fact, we're actually taking money that could have gone to that to, to write and to pass this resolution. So it's going to be an interesting Tuesday morning. Kind of wish this was coming up after our board meeting, because I think part of our, you know, strategic plan should be, you know, let's pick what we're going to focus on and let's focus on that stuff. And, and that's, not be chasing after resolutions because you know, what are they going to do when we get 300 people that come in and ask us to pass a resolution that says that we should be supporting um, the enforcement of federal immigration laws and bucking the state law? You know, is that is that going to be something that the board's going to take up and, and direct staff to write a resolution and bring it back to us? because we had twice as many people ask us to do that as we did for the homelessness stuff. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, not the way to run government. You know, we are stewards of the people's money and resources, and we need to be good stewards and provide focus. And I think we need to do that through a strategic plan because that is how we've been successful. That's how we've managed to control our finances, to get our increases in our bond ratings, which is also saving us money, to win awards for our budgets, to get onto a financially stable place and start rebuilding some services and, and regaining trust with our, our constituents. Um, and I think we start, you know, passing meaningless resolutions that, you know, you know, do people, does that actually make anybody feel good other than the people that asked for it, that they got us to do it? I mean, I don't know about you, Robin. Does it mean anything when the city of Springfield passes some resolution in support of something or, or, or the state government passes a resolution or, you know, is it, does that make you feel better? Does that make you, does that give you any services? Oh, boy, it gives me a really warm and fuzzy feeling. And the first thing I ask is, what's it going to cost me? <laughs> yeah, or what did it cost you? Or what did it cost me? Or or how is it going to impact me? Like straws. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, straws actually had impact. That was passing a law. That wasn't just a resolution. Yeah. But can you imagine if they just passed you know, a resolution saying, we think straws are bad. 
and not passed anything, you know, you know and, but spent staff time doing that. <laughs> you know, I, you know, the people that don't like straws shouldn't be happy because it really didn't do anything. Right. And people that, that like straws should be mad because they passed something against something they like, you know? So basically they spent the time and really accomplished nothing. Yeah. And that's basically what declaring this, you know, homeless emergency thing is going to do. What does it do? Nothing. It has no force of law. It changes nothing in Lane County. You know, all it does is signal that, you know, we we understand it's an emergency. Oh, gee. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Have you driven (laughs) around Lane County? Why, why, why don't you go rent the party bus, take them around the city once, and then uh, when you're done, it goes, hey, guys, what do you think? Yeah. Do we have a homeless problem or what? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows we do. You know, it's, it's yeah. I'd rather spend that, that time focusing on trying to find solutions and providing service. Yeah, it just, these resolutions just drive me crazy. So... <laughs> At least I suggested the party bus so they get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. People picked on me for voting against a a food for Lane County thing last time. And I'm sure I'm going to get picked on because I'm going to vote against this one. But I'm voting against it not because I don't think we have a homeless problem. I'm voting against it because I think it's a meaningless, virtue signaling piece of trash that wastes our, our time and our resources it would be better spent actually working on the problems. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and there's the rant for the Bose Nose Show for the day. <laughs> kind of a, a, a in advance. What are they? What were they thinking in some ways? Because um, kind of what were they thinking by deciding to even place that on our agenda? You know, did they really think? it's going to accomplish something or is, or is this just purely about virtue signaling? And we even have the, the little guy up in the corner now. Yeah. yeah. Are, they, are they really just afraid of not doing it? You know, would they, are they afraid of the criticism if they don't pass this resolution that declares a homeless emergency? You know, I think that's part of it. It's, it's, you know, there, there there's, there's a fear. If I don't, if I don't go along, I'm going to get criticized for not doing this. It's like you're going to get criticized for doing it too, because <laughs> I'm going to point out the fallacy in doing it. That it actually took time and resources away from addressing the problem to do something meaningless. So, oh well, I guess that's kind of why I earned my my nickname Commissioner Wet Blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I forgot who told me that one time because I I started a conversation with I hate to be the wet blanket but and after that I became nicknamed Commissioner Wet Blanket. (laughs) Yeah. I always seem to be the one that has to point out, you know, when, when things aren't always the best um, or the greatest way to, direction to go. Kind of my role on the board is the reality check person. Um, 
but I'm kind of curious about what you think my role on the board should be, because that's sort of what Wednesday is all about. You know, what should be my role now that I'm not in the um, philosophical majority on the board? I'm, I sit in a minority position. I don't have, you know, it, it's not easy for me to get things passed. You know, what things do you think I should be working on suggesting the board be their goals? Give us a call, 646-721-9887. Just press one so we know we want, we want to get on the conversation again. 646-721-9887. Just press one to get in on the conversation. Because Robin needs to see that little, you know, question mark come up on our board. Pressing one puts a little question mark on our on our, our on-air switchboard here so we know you want to ask a question or you have a comment or get on the air otherwise some people call up and use their cell phones to listen while they're walking away from you know they might be walking away from their computer and it might be an easier way to listen to the show uh, live than to uh, watch on their computer so that's why we ask you to press that one because it puts that little question mark up there and robin will get on and get your name and get you get you queued up and make and you know, bash me over the head with a text and make sure I put you on the air. So 646-721-9887, just press one to get on the air on the Bose Nose Show. Talk live to your West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich, here every Wednesday at four, except next week. I want to, before I get too far in the show, and I want to remind Robin of this, next week we have that board retreat for our strategic plan, and I do not think we're going to be done in time for me to do the Bose Nose Show at regular time. I'll talk with Robin about whether we want to do a delayed show or a Thursday show, maybe. Um, so we'll be posting that up on Facebook, so look for the notice. Uh, Bose Nose Show will not be at our regular time at 4 o'clock next week. We'll either have to do a later show that evening or maybe a Thursday show. So keep an eye on Facebook for a change in time possibly day for the Bo's Nose Show next week. We won't be at our usual time, which is live, 4 o'clock Wednesdays Pacific time uh, here on KRBN Internet News Talk Radio and Blog Talk Radio, uh, Facebook Live, uh, all sorts of ways you can get the Bo's Nose Show. And if you miss us live, you can always go back to um, our, our podcast basically get saved and live forever on the internet. So if I say something stupid, it lives forever on the internet. Anyone that's thinking about running against me for commissioner, uh, it's a great source of, of research. Um, there's hours of me talking. I'm sure I said something stupid somewhere. <laughs> and you can also listen to us on player.fm to uh, listen to any playback to Commissioner Wet Blanket. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what I am, is Commissioner Wet Blanket. Uh, yeah, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. I is. I am an engineer, and uh, by trade, and so I do have that logical peace of mind that wants to think through things and get the facts before I make decisions. Sometimes, and I tend to, to think, you know, be on the T side of thinking through things versus reacting emotionally. And uh, sometimes that makes me kind of the wet blanket in the group, you know, because it's really exciting. Things sound great and all that stuff. And I'm kind of like, but really, will it work? 
you know, yeah, I hate to be, you know, they, I know you're really excited about this, but you know, we don't really have authority to act in that area. Um, you know, or the law says this, you know, until we get the state to change the statutes, we really can't do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of been my role over the years sometimes. And uh, that's what earned me the name Commissioner Wet Blanket, because I do have a tendency to kind of go, oh, yeah, I know you're all excited, but. <laughs> I'm always the guy with the butt. Yes, Jay just admitted he has a butt. No, <laughs> another stupid thing said on the Bozno show for the future opponents of Jay Bozovich. <laughs> and I'm not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin didn't want to go there. Um, as we're getting a little silly on the Bozno show because folks aren't calling in and telling me what they want me to do as a Lane County Commissioner. So we might go other places. I mean, I already got into hurricane forecasting and climate change a little bit. We can go into other places that have been in the news lately. Um, yeah, I, just, I just saw today that the uh, San Francisco Board of Supervisors declared the NRA a terrorist organization. Don't know under what authority they have to do so and what impact that declaration has, speaking of meaning, meaningless declarations. But they did it anyway. <laughs> I hope the citizens of San Francisco are satisfied with that use of their taxpayer dollars. Because um, you know, I'm sure that had a really big impact on the NRA, because I'm sure they're quaking in their boots about that declaration. And I'm sure that um, you know the shelling from the, the Pacific Heights by the NRA that's been happening and the uh, random bus bombings being done by the NRA will stop because of that de declaration. <laughs> uh, yes, we do digress on the Bose Nose Show. And if you're listening carefully, you might even be hearing Louie chime in on the Bose Nose Show. Um, you know, my, my youngest standard poodle of our, our uh, flock of poodles here at the Bozovich Poodle Ranch uh, and Duck Farm here in Elmira. And, uh, yeah, he's quite the character, um, Louis is. You know, we've had some really smart and obedient poodles, and they've been such great dogs. I think Louis finally our payback child. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, I think we've had eight standard poodles so far, and then there's Louis. <laughs> Better known as Lucifer. <laughs> he's always in trouble. He's decided in the last week, or so that he likes actually walking into our koi pond and then tracking water into the house. Um, <laughs> I don't know why suddenly he decided the koi pond was interesting and fun to walk into, but it suddenly became an attractant at, at, you know, it's been there for over a year that he's lived here. Suddenly this week, the koi pond's fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, dog stories. See what happens when you don't call in the Bose No Show. We end up talking about poodles. But uh, we can talk about some other things that are, you know, either been coming up to the board or coming up to the board um, in the future. Uh, we have some interesting things uh, coming up this week. You know, it, it's kind of interesting when you get into road design and road redesign. Um, 
a couple weeks ago, we approved the preliminary design for Territorial Highway down there from Ham Road um, in that, that area there, uh, area that most people refer to as Rocky Point, where all the, um, the, the landslide problems cause those, those really bad um, bumps in the road and it's twisty turny and there's steep drop-offs and it's kind of, you know, really um, an unsafe road in lots of ways. But as you put forward solutions to people and you give them choices, it's interesting that, you know, we put forward to the community several different choices, one that would have really straightened out the curves and made the road um, designed for 55 miles an hour, one that would have had it straighten the curves out and design them for 45 miles an hour, and one that would only straighten them out a little bit and design them to be at least 35 mile an hour, you know, sight distances and, and curvatures. And the community chose the 35 mile an hour one because they didn't want to change the character of the road. That, you know, everyone complains about how unsafe it is, yet when it got to, you know, how safe do you want to make it, people chose the least amount of impact um, to the character of the roadway because it's, yeah, you can understand in some ways, they don't want it to become a super highway. So there's, you know, some of that resistance. And then what you see is that, um, this is not a poodle. Uh, <laughs> what you see now in another road that's coming before the commissioners on Tuesday, which is Sears Road, um, there have been several wrecks along there where people have hit trees after they've ex you know gone off the road, and it's the collision with the tree that's caused the you know the major injury or fatality. And we actually got some um, grant money from the state to try and remove some of those. What and, and in traffic engineering terms, it's called fixed objects. Whether it's a tree, a um, big rock a sign post, you know, that's too close to the roadway, a telephone post, you know, moving those back and, and, and away from the safety, you know, the runoff areas on the, on the sides of the road, that fixed object removals, a safety issue um, and trying to make sure people can survive when they make a mistake. You know, we don't want people driving off the road in the first place, but if they do make that mistake, you want them to at least survive it. And, you know, hitting a tree usually kind of limits your, your ability to survive. Um, but try proposing cutting down a bunch of trees along a roadway where people live. <laughs> Just kind of like the, uh, the, you know, 55, 45, 35 choices community members were looking at. The folks along Sears Road really didn't, you know, even though they, they – come and complain about how unsafe the road can be at times, they ultimately um, really steered the project down to where we're not removing near as many trees as we originally should be for safety, but won't be for aesthetics and what the community wants. So it's kind of interesting, you know, watching some of these road projects um, where everybody is decrying how unsafe something is and then when you kind of show the solution that makes it safe then they're like oh no that's going to make the road you know I, I you know that's the buffer between my house and the road that's you know that's going to make things unsafe my kids play in my front yard that tree protects my kids you know um 
know, it's it's interesting to watch that dynamic, you know, as a public official. You know, as as the initial concern is how unsafe something is, and then when you propose the true safe solution, then that's not good. And then you have to compromise safety for the aesthetics and the community desire and come up with these bastardized solutions. 30 years from now, somebody's going to be going, why in the world did they, you know, spend that money to not truly fix the problem? Because they weren't here when the community, like, showed up in mass to object to us doing that solution. <laughs> so kind of interesting to, to watch those. But on Tuesday, we'll be looking at Sears Road and that we'll also be looking at that OSU extension service levy. And, and you know, some of the, my question there is, should we be, you know, and this is goes along with my question that I proposed for this Bose No Show, what should we be using that limited ability to tax our citizens through their property taxes, which raises the cost of housing? We only have a certain limited amount people will actually approve. What are the priorities we should be using that for? Should it be extension service? Should it be housing bonds? Should it be a courthouse replacement? Should it be rural patrol? You know, we're going to have to, you know, we already, we're already using it to, um, replace funds for the jails and, and, and have jail sales available in this county and our youth um, detention center. You know, that's what it's being, you know, we're using some of that now. Um, but if we're going to make more use of it in the future, where do you want it to get used? So we've got about 10 minutes left in the Bose Nose show here. So you have time to get in and talk to me at 646-721-9887. Press one so you, we know you want to get on the conversation. So, Robin, if you had your druthers, what issues do you think Lane County should be working on? Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, um, to give credit, I mean, like uh, the road to Vanita, very nice job. Um, yeah, state highway, but I did lobby for the funding to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, except for increasing patrols and make sure that they are patrolling, not just uh, cherry picking out on uh, <clears throat> 126 to get an easy ticket. Yeah. Well, until we really dra until we drastically increase patrol, we won't have the time to do that kind of traffic control work. I mean, at this point, our guys are going from call to call to call to call. Right. And, and and they're so limited in their ability. And we've got folks out that have been injured while in, at work, you know, wrestling somebody, you know, and they, they pull a shoulder out or whatever. And, of course, you know, recently we had a couple people that were on paid leave while they resolved that, that shooting down in the Cottage Grove area, which the DA just declared today was, was a uh, justified shooting. So that guy might be coming back off of that. Um, and of course, you know that's after he's released by um, the, the the mental health folks, making sure he's okay from having taken somebody's life. Um, but you know, all those people that might be out for various reasons just really, you know, even makes it harder for those guys to go from call to call to call. They don't have time to do traffic enforcement, and even if we were to triple 
the amount of patrol officers we have today, we're still not quite where we would be doing a lot of regular traffic enforcement. It'd be more like um, they see something, you know, really bad. You know, somebody comes blowing past them, you know, at, at 95 miles an hour, they might turn around and, and, and give them a ticket. Yeah, they see somebody, you know, crossing the center line while texting on their cell phone, they might pull them over and give them a ticket, but you're not going to see them hiding out on 126 trying to, to, to click the meter, partly because the state changed a lot of statutes back in 2011, in the 2011 session. And we, even if we write a bunch of tickets, we don't generally get that revenue in local coffers. Most of it ends up in state coffers. So, you know, the idea of us, you know, we don't have a municipal court to write into like a city does. <laughs> so it doesn't even help us that much on the revenue side. So, you know, our guys, at least the, the Lane County guys, if we add patrol, it's going to be to do police work not to do traffic enforcement necessarily. There may be some benefit, just that there'll be more visibility of them on the streets and they will be there maybe to hit the egregious people. Like they see somebody wandering over the lines because it looks like they might be impaired. They're gonna stop that person um, if they're not responding to, you know, a domestic violence situation where, you know, somebody's being, you know, abused, you know, they have to make choices, you know, which has more priority. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, you're not going to immediately get a, a, you know, traffic enforcement team with motorcycle cops that, that, that spend their whole day with a radar gun. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the reasons why I never became a traffic cop, because every time I get around people, they go around 45 miles an hour. I don't know where these speeders are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, if you're a lot of roads in Lane County are two lanes and have blind corners, by the time you realize it's a cop coming at you, he would have you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have, you know, these radars now are, you know, basically automatic and, and, and the Doppler is able to do the mathematical calculations, all that in a moving vehicle. Yeah. They get you on coming at you. If they've got a place to turn around and come back after you, they can. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, of traffic, if, if I can kind of change the subject a little bit, unless you got something real quick. No, go ahead. Um, actually, two items. First of all, I'd like to invite people that are uh, listening to this stream on uh, on Facebook, whether it's live or playback, to give us some feedback on, since this is new software that we're trying, you know, how give us some feedback on how it looks, how it sounds, et cetera. And uh, if you want to call the show at 646-721-9887, far as I know, that did not get updated. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so it should still work. Yeah. But the but the question that's been kind of, or topic's been kind of going on Facebook again, and I've, I've done a lot of research on this in the state of Oregon and their per mile tax. I want to get how you feel about that. Uh, you know, the per mile tax that only in place of a gas tax. They're going to eliminate gas taxes and go to a per mile tax. 
that has some possibilities. Part of the problem, though, is, is um, one of the only ways really to do a per mile tax is in, in vehicle devices because you can't quite do it with um, uh, you know stuff that works GPS because you know, GPS and satellites don't always reach. Anyone that's got Sirius XM knows that there's plenty of places where you can't get a signal. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. As it pops in and out, you know, of, uh, of, uh, as you're driving down the road. Systems that track vehicles by satellite aren't, are going to be not going to be 100% effective on tracking mileage. So it's going to have to be something that plugs in and gets read somehow or another. Um, and, and how that happens, I'm not sure. Um, that would be the best way partly because it also wouldn't say where you are. It would just say how many miles you actually drove. You know, that, you know, that in-vehicle device, but then, you know, are you going to be responsible for downloading it somehow or going to a download station once a year? No, actually, the way that it's designed to work is that it does track where you go and what time you go. So if you're going to work, say, at 4 in the morning, they, you might get build um, quarter cent per mile, but if you're going to work on the same road at eight o'clock in the morning, which is congested, they might bill you um, a penny and a half a mile. Yeah. And then when you pull up to the pump, there's an interface that will read it wirelessly um, on how, how much you owe in taxes, and that gets paid before you actually get any fuel. Hmm. And yeah. the, the other thing about that, and this is all on the, the uh, Oregon's website, um, they can also say they want to make the Ferry Street Bridge a toll road. They just flip a switch, so to speak, and now it's a toll road. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's um, – yeah, I'm not so sure I want to go quite there yet. One, I'm not sure the technology is bulletproof, and we all know how well our state has done in implementing technology. Um, kind of had a problem with their websites a few weeks ago. Particularly DMV and ODOT. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if, if they can't even keep their websites accessible to the public, they're going to keep this system working. Um, that, yeah. that I'm a little concerned about. Hey, it worked out really great for Obamacare. Yeah. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. What was that? We, we have to dig up that damn theme song they had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! If we had time, I'd like to look it up. Yeah, yeah. But we're running out of time on the Bose Nose Show. But uh, yeah, I, it's, I'm a little concerned that it's not. We're not quite ready for prime time on that, and, and that's just that's part of my concern. Then what do you do about the Californian that comes into the state, drives through the state, and fills their tank up somewhere in in uh, you know you know they're driving to Seattle and they fill their tank up in in Salem. You know, do they charge the gas tax per gallon, or is there some way of tracking them once they enter the state? You know, what do you do with all the interstate truck drivers? You know, it, at least that the weight mile tax, they, they have to obey that. You know, there's a whole different system there. And, and, and the truckers, in a way, are already paying per mile. Yeah, they have to tax. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's a food for thought for future. Uh, and we can talk about that.
Jennifer on the Bo Knows Show. Next week, we're going to come to you at a special time, possibly a different day, because I have that. Our strategic plan. Bo Show today as we wandered all over the place with topics. We'll be back next week at a special time here on KRBN Internet News Talk Radio. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Turn my volume back up so I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a, an exit card on there, so. All yeah. right. Looks like Sid was kind of listening for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he tunes in now and then. Just in time to hear you say wet blanket. <laughs> oh, God, he probably cracked up because he probably remembers that board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wet Blanket, yes. <laughs> well, so far, um, and I was able to, to throw the, uh, the what are they thinking guy up there uh, by setting up the preview, and then I had to switch over. And I'll send you a short little video about what it looks like behind the scenes here. It's yeah. like a television studio. Yeah. Um, I just appreciate you do this for me without any compensation. That's <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, you know, and it keeps my station going, and because well, I know I noticed Bill was doing his show by himself the last couple of days. Really? Yeah. I don't know if Rob got sick or something like that, but I keep, I, you know, you ought to send him a note and say, "Hey, Bill, you need somebody to help you out." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I can come in and give you a hand. Yeah. Well, at least he knows me. <laughs> I've been threatening to go down there and at least take the tour. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I need need to could have done it. Uh, well, I was supposed to take last Tuesday off, and I got called into work. Yeah. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, it just makes me feel important. But um, oh, excuse me. Speaking of work. Yeah. I'm waiting for my phone to do something here so I can send this to you. God, I hate this phone. Um, eWeb has an opening oh, for cool. uh, IT, and I think I can qualify for a lot of it. Um, they're, so I, yeah, they're PERS and Flare, and um, yeah, they're, they're, that that would be you know ten or twelve paid holidays. I forget what they get. Yeah. <laughs> leave time and all that, you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Benefits. Holy crap. Well, and... And, and, and good insurance. At least they had pretty good insurance when I was there. And maybe a more stable company? Yep. Yeah, that one's not going away. People got to drink and they need electrons. Yeah. Is that That's union, too, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there we go. Excuse me. Um, Sending you a video. Yeah, it's union. Um, if it's uh, 
Yeah, I'm seeing it come up. It's union if you're out in the field. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think the office people have been unionized yet. But if you're construction guy or, or a lineman, it's unionized. Yeah. I'm trying to get the book there. Looks impressive, don't it? It's like mission control. Almost like my office. I need two more monitors. I'll match up with my office. I, I hate listening to myself. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like me. I always sound Millie Mouse. Yeah. I usually know too much. I, I, it's a bad habit of mine. Well, try knowing <laughs> too much uh, and being a woman. You yeah. Know? You're kind of like 99 on Get Smart. You have the answers, and nobody will uh, will listen to you until finally they, you know, I got the answers now. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen too many times. Yeah. But um, I don't know. The, the closing date's in about a week and a half, and I was thinking at least give it a shot. And Hey, and feel free to list me as a reference. I appreciate that. My problem is I, I forgot a lot of theory. It doesn't mean I don't know how to do it. I just forgot a lot of theory. Yeah. Well, Frank Lawson knows who I am. Who's the GM. So my name showing up there will, I think, have some play at the web. Yeah, here you go. Bolsheviks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and David, the... The former C, what was he? CO. Oh, you've seen it. You know, he wrote me a stunning uh, letter of recommendation. Yeah. But uh, I really hate to say it that I, the way Pearl Buck is going and with his leadership, I'm predicting, and if things don't change, and even the CFO is kind of on the side saying the same thing. We might be down to just the downtown community and leap, and that that'll be it. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad for wanting to look for other work. You gotta protect yourself. Yeah, I mean they love me there, but I've worked for too many companies and I've seen the signs. Yep. Well, you remember I did that show on selfishness as a virtue. Yeah. Did I ever send that to you? Yeah, I, I don't recall. Uh, shit. I wonder if I've got that. If I've got it still. Eh, words can take forever to open. <laughs> Damn Microsoft products. Shit, I'm kidding. I wonder if I just have a 
attached to something else. Yeah, I think I sent it to you before. Yeah. Let's resend it. Okay. I mean, it's always scary to, you know, for change. Sometimes change is good, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's it's you've got to you got to look out for yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, and for what they're wanting, you know, basic computer repair, customer support. Yeah, I should shine on that. Easy. That's what I do anyways every day. I can talk talks. And if it's broken, I can fix it. I just reset it to you. All right, thanks. But yeah. Because you gotta gotta look out for yourself before before anything else. So don't don't feel bad for having done so. That's the big thing, is yeah. Yeah, it, you, you 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 might be looking for a job and and you feel like you're banding the 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 folks there and all that stuff, but it's really first things first, right. problems first. Well, and you think about you know I got seven years till I'm seventy, and I have to maintain the you know the, my current income if I'm going to retire with similar rate to what I'm getting now. Mm-hmm. From Social Security, but they've cut my well, they cut my overtime, and I'm having to work a half hour longer because they they no longer do the paid lunches, so it's affecting the bottom line. And um, although I don't think my job's in danger because of everything I do, it's still you know, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? And it'd be my like I quit, get another job, and they say, "Oh, we don't like you." I've had that happen too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, eWeb should, you know, it, it wouldn't happen right away. They have to go through a process. <laughs> don't they have like a probationary period or something? Yeah. Yeah. But even then, you'd have to be pretty bad to have them let let you go. They have to be careful as a as a as a quasi government agency. So they're probably going to be very finicky about uh, who they hire then. Yeah. And I suppose those type of jobs they probably get about a hundred applications. Yeah, it depends. Uh, the, the thing about IT stuff nowadays, it's not always. You may get a lot of applications, but getting applications from people that can actually do the work because you know. Of truly qualified people, not easy. It's weird though that even with eWeb and even with the uh, county, I don't see them asking for anything more than than either associate's degree or three years experience. Usually, they've been asking for A plus certifications and other certifications, and mm-hmm. I don't see that as much anymore. Eh, Chrome just died on me again. Uh, but then again, I've ran around people that are book smart. Yeah. Yep. In fact, uh, when Sony closed, I interviewed with Feynman. 
they were going, oh, yes, yeah, Sony. Yeah, we went out there and we worked on the AGVs out there. And I stupidly said, yeah, but you didn't fix them. I had to. Oops. <laughs> the sad thing about that, and this is, again, the 99, you know, Agent 99 thing. The whole IT department couldn't figure it out. They at least took my advice and hired an outside group. They kind of figured it out. Finally, a director came to me after about two months of, of these things failing and said, Robin, what do you think? And I told him my theory on uh, on uh, broadcast frequencies and how things interact, et cetera, et cetera, and my solution. And two weeks later, they implemented it and it fixed the problem. I didn't have a degree at the time, but I just had experience in radio frequencies. <laughs> I cut my own antennas. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's neither here or there. All right, so nothing next week unless I hear from you. Yeah, well, let me look at my calendar, and I'm going to suggest maybe a time and see if it works for you um, to reschedule the show. So I have a feeling I'm going to want to do the show after next week. <laughs> okay. I wonder if um, if the way we're doing this, if you hit share um, to rebroadcast it on your Facebook page while we're doing. Yeah. I wonder if I could. could yeah. Like this thing had something about a backup. Um, I don't know if I could broadcast on. Two different things. I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that, see if we can expand it at all. But nothing else to get a little bit more coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to look at my calendar real quick. So next week. On Thursday, I've got an emergency, mayor's emergency summit. I might be able to do the show Thursday late. I've got I've got a button. Yeah, I've got this a tentative meeting for something on Wednesday evening. So I, I'm. Which hasn't been confirmed. Huh. So, could you do Thursday, um, either four or five? I think so. Let me pull my calendar real quick. That would be the 12th? Yeah, yeah. I'm open on the 12th, sure. All right. Let's just, I've got this Merrill's Emergency Management Summit that day, and they show it ending at 4. I'm just not quite sure they're going to go right up till 4 or what. So I'm kind of thinking maybe we should schedule ourselves for um, 4.30. Okay. 
and early I can get home and do the show from home, but I, I just don't want to put us right up against it, so. Let's put that in a tentative for right now. Okay. Well, I have the software running. How about we record a quick little promo announcing Thursday, and I can I can play that on Wednesday if anybody's looking for you. Okay. Um. Sure. So. All right, three, two, one, go. Hi, this is Jay Bozovich, host of the Bose Nose Show. This week, we're going to be coming to you on a special time and day, Thursday, the 12th at 4.30 p.m. Look for us then on Facebook Live and KRBN Internet News Talk Radio. All right. Sounds good. Good for you. I'm going to change your name to One Take J. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me a script because then I really screw it up. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, I, I got to go feed poodles. All righty. Well, I'll talk to you next week then. Yeah, I've got one laying on the floor with her ball right here. <laughs> and I got a cat looking at me going, are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mom. Come scratch me. All right. All right. I'll see you next week, then. See you next week. All right.